The second reading comes from 1 Samuel, chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Hannah prayed and said, My heart exalts in God. My strength is exalted in God. My mouth derides my enemies because I rejoice in your victory. There is no holy one like God, no one beside you. There is no rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let not arrogance come from your mouth, for God is a God of knowledge, and by God actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the feeble gird on strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread, but those who were hungry are fat with spoil. The one who was thought barren has had seven children, but she who has many children is forlorn. God kills and God brings to life. God brings down to Sheol and raises up. God makes poor and makes rich. God brings low and also exalts. God raises up the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes and inherit a seat of honor. For the pillars of the earth are God's and on them God has set the world. God will guard the feet of faithful ones, but the wicked will perish in darkness, for not by might does one prevail. Our God's adversaries will be shattered. The Most High will thunder in heaven. God will judge the ends of the earth and will give strength to the king and exalt the power of God's anointed. We celebrate the written word of scripture. We celebrate the living word, Christ among us. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Let's bow our head and do a little, little prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this morning. I pray that these words will be a light and a strength for everyone. Amen. All 7.9 billion of us are naturally wired to live and walk by faith. That is a fact that affects how we function in our lives that we experience every second of our day. Whether it's a seen or unseen, we have our objects of faith. Today, when you have, a, you have had a chance to exercise that faith, knowing or unknowingly, because it is something that naturally comes to us, beginning from when we were a baby, to now as an adult. You have had to have faith in your parents, teachers, and everyone that oversaw you during that period. The day when you came and arrived at this place, you selected a seat that was open, and you sat without examining the chair. You believed that it could hold you 
and you would not fall to the ground. You believed in your parents as well as you believed in that chair that you are sitting right now. Faith that you exercise needs or requires an object that can be latched onto. This object of faith can be solid as a rock or it can be quick as sand. It can be seen or unseen. More often, we rely on seen faith than unseen. Some people are faith in themselves, while others are faith in God. God comes in various forms and, de and names depending on who or which region you come from. We have Allah, according to Muslim, Krishna for some Hindus, though they have more gods to mention in this sermon. In our church, we believe God called Yahweh, just as Anna in our passage today, though Yahweh in the Old Testament has revealed himself in Jesus. Before we examine Anna's object of faith, we need to see her predicament she is in. Where you know, sorry, sorry. Anna is a woman who has no child. The society that she lives in puts high value on women with children. Therefore, she is becoming the talk of the village. Remember, in the village, people know each other. It is not like our towns where we know our neighbors. Our culture is different than the way we live in old USA. Maybe a few years ago, we could have been similar. To make matters worse, she has a co-wife who, who is having children with her husband. This arrangement alone cannot cut it here. Houston, we have a problem. All eyes are on her now. All people in the village are gazing at her. She is a problem now according to our society that she lives in since her husband is able to have children with the other woman. Life for her is a bitter lemon. We say when life gives you lemon, you make a lemonade out of it. But this one, for her, there is no lemonade to be made. With all the gossip going around in the village, it weighs heavy on her heart and her soul. It drags her life in the mud. As we meet her in chapter one of First Samuel, she is even reprimanded by the priest, for he was thinking, she was drunk in broad daylight. This also another dagger to her soul. Have you ever experienced like have you have an experience like this? Having someone you value reprimand you, even when you are not doing anything wrong? Just when life is giving you lemon and can't even make a lemonade? having nowhere to turn 
The only option left is for the object of our faith. When things are so heavy in your soul and everyone is watching you, where do you turn? What is the object of your faith? Where do you turn to gain strength in life? Anna turns to the God of our forefathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who answered her prayer by giving her a, a boy. In this joyous occasion, when she is dedicating the baby she had received, we meet her giving thanks with a prayer that describes the kind of God in which our faith is pinned on. Anna is bursting with a heart of gratitude because her life and value has been changed dramatically in her village's eyes. We can say her fortune has been reversed. She is no longer the negative topic that she was. In fact, it's the opposite now. She has gained status that her art has been long, longing for all her married life. She has become the walking, talking miracle. She praises her God for raising her value in the society. She is able to raise her chin up and look her enemies in the eyes. In the, she is overjoyed that she has been delivered from being the object of scorn in her society. She has gotten the upper hand on her enemies. Just like Anna, we should have a gratitude in life, for we live in a land of plenty. We drove to church, we never walked, we have running water, and we have electricity in our houses. These are some of the lemonade that we have in our lives. Some places do not have such things. She begins to speak to her enemies now about her God. She focuses her attention on God who plays a central role in this song. The God who is able to see and know what you do in secret. He is to be reckoned with, so never brag knowing that he is able to read what you think in your heart. The God who is wise that nothing can be compared with. His wisdom is the foundation that builds the world as he is the creator and the source of everything. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. Our God with power to give life. He has given life to Hannah's body so that she is able to conceive a child. Until this point in her life, we can see that she could not bear a child. God had to breathe life into her. And with the breath of life, Anna is filled with joy and gratitude. Life has been enriched by the arrival of the bundle of joy, a baby boy. He is holy and solid as a rock. Therefore, he is able to endure forever. 
Our faith is pinned on a solid rock that never moves, which makes our immovable. Rock, according to Goldman, is a frequent figure applied to God expressing his eternity and reliability. As a holy God, all things are good in him, and nothing evil can, can come out of him. When he makes a promise to you, know for sure that it's going to happen. In holiness, there is none that is like him. He is in a league of his own. Just as he is good, nothing evil is going to stand in the long run. To be able to stand beside him, one must be good as he is. His goodness is supported by his ability to make the weak strong and the strong weak. Anna continues to say that my God has changed me from being a lowly woman with no status in the society to the one with status having no child to having one right now. Anna is happy because her life has gained in value according to our culture. We can see how life is shaped by her beliefs and her society's beliefs. To be valued as a woman, as a woman in this society is by having children, which is still the norm in most parts of the world. Here in the neck of the woods, it is not a big deal these days. We are more detached in this issue pertaining to how we live here. In a sense, we should be, we should be joyous and happy that we can live a life of tranquility and have no burden to have children to have meaning in life. One has a choice in this matter here for most of the other places in the world, one has no choice. Another thing that God can do to make the, can make the poor rich and the rich in, this, in their own eyes poor. My God is able to make the mighty feeble and the feeble mighty. You may ask, why our God could do such a thing? His goodness cannot overlook mistreatment of people. If you use your might or riches to abuse, harass the weak, then your might will be taken away from you. Having might and using for the good of the weak in society is a noble thing. Our God loves that kind of act, and it is good in his eyes. God will Overturn things, making the lowly kings and the kings lowly. Anna continues, God has raised my home. He will raise his own in his own time by having his anointed king to work his goodness in the world. Therefore, having everything to do good and evil being punished from the world. Now, let us examine our faith. Take a reflection. See where your faith is latched to. Do you trust in you, yourself or God? If you trust in God, what kind of God are you trusting? Are you like Hannah, 
whose object of faith is God that gives life, the God who created the world, who has promised that he will raise his own anointed king to rule the world, the God who is holy and good and there is no evil in him, who when he makes a promise, that promise cannot fail. The ball is now on your court. Make sure you are on a solid foundation. Never build your house in a quicksand or else when storms of life come at you, you will crumble like a piece of tissue. Build your house on a rock so that when hurricanes of life beat you, you will be left standing since you are built on a solid foundation. May God bless his words.